0: You know, I can't hear what he's saying. I can't even read lips. But you got to know he's saying, fuck you, umby. That's <laughs> on you, man. Good for you. I'm not sure what the f*** this is. I'm about to find out. This is Tall
1: Can Audio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now as we take you out of what for some people, I assume, was an extra long weekend. Some of you got kind of a disjointed holiday. Other people took a standard long weekend. What did it look like on your end, man? That's Rob, by the way. I should have introduced him better.
0: Uh, I've been off, oh, this would be nine days for me.
1: That is uh, that is the extra long weekend.
0: Yeah, that is indeed. Well, and just, I got nickel and dimed into taking the week last week, right? With the, with the holiday falling on a Thursday, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I had, I had a, a family, a celebration of life. How should we say on, on Tuesday, just a small outdoor deal. Right. Very nice. One of those things. you At the end of someone's life, a couple of pints, a couple of good laughs in, uh, in memory,
1: share some stories.
0: Yeah. Good. You know, as good a time as you can expect in that, in that vein. But that's really, well, that's what I'd like to see happen. Uh, when I go couple of pints, people laughing. Yeah. Telling some stories. Um, There'll be people laughing. Yeah, yeah for sure. With <laughs> glee. With glee. Um, and then Monday, I had some I had some pool issues, had some guys coming over. So I had to take the Monday off. I had to do the Tuesday. And then I thought, you know what? Screw this. Just take the whole week and yeah. be done with it. And the thing with, I, I don't often take chunks. I, I'll sort of take a day here or a day there. But yeah, having, having a big chunk of time off, A, is hard on any kind of routine. Yes. And B makes me not want to go back to work today.
1: <laughs> I almost wondered if it was gonna be the opposite. Like you were getting a little bored, ready to have something to do again. But uh no, apparently not.
0: No. And and really, I'm I'm too young to retire. Yes. Unless I unless I was, you know, Freedom 55, which is still a ways away, but <laughs> I like work. I like going to work. I I'm not one of those people that hate my job. Right. I, I show up at work and I'm like, man, this is a fine place to work. And, uh, my job is not overly taxing. So, and I'm probably compensated more handsomely than I deserve. Yeah. It
1: makes for Thank a good job. job all right. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much. Union. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'm ready to go back, I guess, but I wouldn't mind staying home either. What about you? What's going on over there?
1: Uh, just rolled back in off a fairly busy Highway 7. Um, managed to get down to the lake for a couple of days uh, for the first time in what seems like a pretty long time. Um, it was all right, man. The uh, the commute, it will never, ever fail that the day you are about to hit that four-hour drive back is, is the nicest day of the time that uh, yeah. you've been down there. That's always going to be how it goes. Um, yeah, Highway 7 pretty jammed, rolling back in, so we're a little tight to our recording time, had to ask Rob for a little patience and, uh, that's about it, man. That's where we are now. Just happy to be back here talking to the good listener.
0: And, and the, the beauty is, and you would know as as well as anybody, maybe not as well as me, but that goes for most things. Okay. Seven used to be an absolute bear, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was no, they now have put in a bunch of the passing lanes. Yep. That never used to exist. (laughs) Right. And if you got behind, Some, you know, rent a camper guy. (laughs) You're not passing him from like Perth to Peterborough. That's that's it, man. You're stuck behind that guy. And so I've been making that trip. My parents divorced, I don't know, in the mid 80s. And my dad moved to Peterborough and my mom stayed in Ottawa. So that is a trip that I have made a million times. Well, um,
1: hit up a landmark here. You'll be fascinated by. You'll be interested in. It is open, it is ready in your hometown, the Norwood A&W. <laughs> yeah,
0: Norwood. Fuck Norwood, man.
1: <laughs> I stopped in there. It was the slowest drive through you've ever hit in your goddamn life, but uh, got myself Papa Burger carried on the carried on the road, right? Oh, so,
0: Papa Burger. That's a big boy burger, yeah. For sure,
1: man. I'm not Good fucking you, around man. here.
0: No. Fucking around, I got you humming, <laughs> coming at you. What are you sipping on? I am taking down a little uh, Sasquatch Cream Ale, really, at, at a Salter Street. So, the, the beauty of this is it's got a nice Sasquatch that looks like he's made of hops on the label. So the, it's got a Sasquatch on the front yeah. that looks like he's made of hops, and um, but the Sasquatch hop is the first, only in Canada bred hop, right? So. Hmm. And it's interesting to say that, and only available in Canada. It's interesting to see that they say, with notes of orange and tea, which takes me back for all of you old, old time, oldie time listeners, <laughs> with that red rose commercial available only in Canada. Pity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that vaguely. Yeah, okay, there you go. Very red vaguely.
0: Rose, red rose tea man had the had this knockoff of the Queen saying, "Only in Canada." Eh? Pity. Pity. Yeah. So, anyways, it's it's funny because I was looking it up, taking a look at some of the tasting notes, and it is in in the in the vein of a cream ale. It's smooth, right? It's uh it's slightly sweet, right? As you would expect with a cream ale. Yep. They said, Oh, and it'll be a little hoppy. You're like, fuck you, man. What are you? Everybody wants to be (laughs) yeah, like everybody wants to be a little something, right? That if you're a cream ale, you want to be a little sweet slightly creamy on the head, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. You don't need the hoppy, leave the hoppiness to the hoppy people. Right. But, but it seems like everybody people. Yeah. Seems to want to be a little hoppy. And so it is a little, um, it's got a little more of the hop than you'd expect in a cream ale, but it is smooth and it is, it is easy drinking. So this comes in at 5% Sasquatch cream ale at a Salthier street. Not bad, but Hey, stay in your lane. (laughs) What do you got going back? (laughs) Um,
1: I have been, throughout the course of the weekend, sampling some uh, some stuff from a new brewery. This is called the Old Dog Brewing Company uh, mm-hmm. in downtown Cage in Ontario. Woo! Yes, man. Um, just uh, not, not they haven't been open too long. So I wanted to give them a little business, see, uh, see how things were rolling. And so we picked up a few to have by the lake. And um, this one that I got going today... Is called the Dog Days Summer Ale, and uh, it's a it's a golden ale. They say it's it's a it's a little biscuity. It's oh. uh, I don't mind it. I don't yeah, mind it. It's yeah, a yeah. little floral. It's uh, there's a few things going on. Honestly, it's kind uh, of bland. It's not a ton okay. happening here.
0: <laughs> well, and, and not in a bad
1: re- way, but right. well, maybe a little bit bad. <laughs> I'm
0: and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize up front. The Raptors guy you had on. Who's now in Peterborough? Oh yeah, um, Chris Walder. He was, uh, I believe, he was having one of those when he was. I think on. that's right.
1: Yeah. So uh, they've been around for a little bit anyway. He was in Lindsay. so um, yep. yeah, trying it out. Not too bad here, and a couple of them that we had. Uh, I tried the uh, the British Bulldog was, uh, and you can see their naming scheme here. It's uh, yes, it's ki- very keep, clever, keeping her tight, right? <laughs> but uh, it was an extra bitter. And it was all right, like it it brought exactly what it promised in that realm. So I enjoyed that quite a bit. Also tried one called uh, the Mad Dog American Pale Ale, and mm-hmm. it was really really dry, like not at all huh. what I would have expected out of a pale ale. Like, and I, and someone else was was having one beside me, and we were both kind of like, it's really dry for a pale ale. Like both thought the same thing right off the hop. And again, not a bad beer, but maybe. The naming convention just a little off or maybe the description, not quite yeah. right. Cause it, it kind of caught us both off, uh, off guard. And the, the last one that I've tried so far there was, uh, the yellow lab and it was a straight up light logger 4.3% yeah. and just beauty on a hot summer day. Right. So, uh, that one went down pretty nice so far as well. So we've had a few of these, um, and I'll be back. It looks like on their website, like they cycle through things fairly often, experimenting, trying new ones out and. I'll be back, man. Don't mind it. Well,
0: yeah. And see, Bob Cajun, you are, getting, you are getting closer to my actual Buckhorn Lakefield sure. stomping grounds, right? <laughs> Far from dirty Norwood right on seven there. <laughs> we are much further north of seven, which, you know,
1: uh, makes us. Hang that however you want, I guess. Yeah,
0: makes us much more refined. As we sit here and
1: record this, speaking of refined, Joey Chestnut... Rides again on July oh, 4th yes. okay 76 hot dogs is the new record uh, in 10 minutes that's just disgusting um but the the reason I bring it up is there was a survey done or uh, it was announced kind of before things got started the average American eats this many hot dogs in a calendar year um
0: 350. Damn, this is, you got them in heaven one a day. It's <laughs> a lot of hot dogs. Oh, uh-huh. I don't eat one a, a, a sitting. I don't eat one a sitting. No, okay. I, so it's. I, I'm a solid two a sitting. Every other day. <laughs> no, but I'm not American.
1: <laughs> no, okay. So your number is way high. Um, okay. I was surprised how high the actual number was. The average American eats 70 hot dogs in a year.
0: God, see, I think it's way low. Do you really, eh? Well, I, I I think there's probably some eating none. That's all your veg heads out there. And then I think they're your average, <laughs> Joe, your,
1: your chestnuts actual, pulling up the average for the rest.
0: Your of your average, air quotes, average American is taking down 400 solid. Damn, man.
1: Uh, you're right. Uh, it's it's it does seem a little low in the context of you're probably having two every time you do it, right at minimum.
0: Yeah. See, I live with a couple of
1: vegetarians, so not down with the tofu dog or.
0: No, my, my, actually, if there ever is a a hot dog taken down in this place, it's, it's, it's a full jumbo, juicy jumbo. (laughs) Okay. And all three of us have them. And then the two vegetarians go, damn, this is good. Yeah. (laughs) What have I done with my life? (laughs) Yeah. Salty and gross, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm likely single digits to 10 hot dogs a year, but I, you know what, if you can get a good steamy dog at the, at the the bell center or sure I, I could with a good bun, the top cut bun. Oh man, I can,
1: the locals will tell you in Toronto, if you hit the right street meat stand, right? Like, I don't know if Kessels was, was on the top 10 list or whatever, but there was always a guy on kind of the lower level of, um, union station crossing over to the subway platform. He was always really good. Um, I'm, I'm not as, uh, as fluent with the downtown, uh, toronto Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. i know a couple of them but um yeah i i, I thought it was because even at two that means you're 35 you know yeah, sittings yeah that's a
0: lot uh, it's a couple of months that's three a month and you're like mm, all right i, I guess yeah. i good for you america eat healthy <laughs> get a salad into you every once in a while skip the dog I get it. No problems. Not
1: today. Not on July 4th. You do what you got to do today.
0: No. And that is, that is worth noting to our good American listener. Mm -hmm. Tip of the cap. Happy July 4th. There you go. Our fifth when you're
1: listening. Yeah, exactly. Know that our heart was with you when we thought of it or when we discussed it.
0: Yeah. You've now let out the belt loop like nobody's business. (laughs) Maybe, maybe like no other day other than Christmas and Super Bowl. So keep going.
1: Where would you like to start today, man? I'm gonna volley it your way.
0: I, I want to talk about talking about the number of hot dogs served up. Maybe Dolice today in him, <laughs> the number he was serving up and costing us the sweep. That's on you. But I, I think
1: you're right, eh? Like whatever that was in 2020, he's not that this year. And you need to stop using him like he is. It's not to say you have to get rid of him. It's not. You got to stop trying to close with him, like.
0: Yeah, and and today they were just looking for the hold. Yep. And, you know, they didn't score another the run. They were down 2-1 when he came in, but...
1: And Bo didn't help him out there.
0: Well, neither did T. Oscar, right? Right, it, yeah. It, it's, it's another one of those, where through the weekend, I think they've given up five errors, right? It's, now, you know, the picked off doesn't show as an error, but it's a mental error. Mm-hmm. It's a... Those are the things that, you know, we needed... We needed right here yep but the jays needed a sweep right to, to, to continue to make i, I know yep. there's still half the season to go but these are the kinds of things where you make these errors and you give sweeps away like they were saying they haven't swept the the, the rays in a three or four game series since 2015
1: i actually would have thought longer like that yeah especially down in tampa it's a house of freaking horrors
0: yeah so to me i just um yeah, I'm fully I, more and more all the time, right? I'm fully invested in the in the Jays. And and it's funny, I was I was flipping through the score app today, and uh Keegan Matheson was um wrote an article saying yesterday's game, the or Saturday's game, the stripling start, right? Yep. That's the that's the blueprint for for what the second half needs to look like. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> no shit, which just means you let the other team boot the ball around. You get decent pitching out of your bullpen and you don't kick it around. And guess what happens? Decent starting and a decent bullpen and you don't give away runs leads to winning baseball. Who knew? Tampa. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But that's how they've been playing for on a budget for forever.
1: It's true, man. Balling on a budget
0: ball in on a budget (laughs) yes i see king out there somewhere um but yeah i just i'm loving what's happening here and and clearly it's it's weird to see that you know a third place team in the division has put in three of the starting nine at the at the all-star game
1: which is which is rare
0: for sure have you seen uh have you taken a look at the uh at the starting nine, voted in for the uh, the American League?
1: Well, I did, and I got swept up. I don't know if you watched the Canada Day game. Um, I had love it on. Those,
0: love those Reds, too.
1: Oh, they're controversial. I'm with you. I don't mind them every now and then when they pop up on Canada Day, but I think you and I are in the minority on that.
0: Okay, I love them on Canada Day, but here's the deal. If on the Canada Day weekend, you're going to continue to wear the red hats, do not wear the red hats with the blue jerseys.
1: Yeah, No that's no good
0: yeah so on
1: uh, on the during the Canada Day game they're advertising and like pushing hard on the broadcast go vote go vote go vote and I almost never do but I'm like ah fine like I'm just sitting here whatever so I call it up I go to the website I go through the whole thing I, I pick my you know you got to pick for each position not just your Blue Jays right and vote and then I get to the end and it's like hey Why don't you give us every piece of personal information just shy of your social insurance number and we will allow you to cast your ballot, right? And it's the amount of information for something that – I don't know if you remember, man. You used to go down to the dome and there'd be those paper ballots like sitting in your seat. Yeah, for sure. And now I got to give you – my postal code and my email address and my, go fuck yourself. Like I already had invested enough time. You got me to go to the website. I went through the whole thing and still left. I'm not giving you that much shit. And it's all, it's all for promotion. It's all for advertising, right? Who's watching, who's interested, where yeah. are they watching? Fuck off. I'm not where giving you that. Can, where
0: can I contact you yeah. or where, or where can I maybe sell your info exactly, to somebody man. else who's willing to, to contact you? And it's funny you say that because I listen to the local sports radio station most days, right? If not, you know, th- good chunks of, of most days. Yeah. And uh, rarely do, you know, they, they hit you with the poll question, right? They want you to go to the website and click on it. And so rarely do I do it, right? I always, you know, ridicule other people for their <laughs> stupid answers and responses and, <laughs> and, and being so common in, you know, homers. But the one day, I don't know what it was, but I was, I was you know intrigued enough to go right mm-hmm. i'm like i i i got to cast my ballot on this yeah and again it's the same thing rob right. will be heard uh, yeah <laughs> right here every sunday uh having to you know it's not just a yes or a no or one of these four options i had to then click it and then for it to count i had to do a bunch of shit too and i'm like forget it yeah so i'm i'm not i didn't do it and i'll never do it again you've lost me from ever doing it again
1: right it's a straight click a button and you can have, now I get it. They're trying to prevent you from voting 300 times and that's part of it as well. But there are ways of doing that without requiring my email address. There are ways of doing that without requiring all kinds of shit. So get it together out there. You're losing people who may otherwise participate.
0: Well, they used to have it where you'd click it. And then if you try to click again, it would say, no, you've already clicked it because there's the result, right? Yep. Yep. You see it on Twitter polls, right? It's, it's there. You can't vote again. Be more like
1: Twitter. That's what we're telling the world.
0: Bam. It's it's, it's what well, I'm saying. Like a Twitter poll. <laughs> uh, but you've seen it elsewhere. Once you voted, bam. Your, so, either, your, either your browser recognizes it or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: You just your IP address, whatever it might be. They know where you're coming. You're already being tracked five ways till Sunday anyway. So just keep using that.
0: Not one more time though.
1: Right. Um so Yeah, three all stars get in. Bo was a shoe in. Um, and then obviously, with what Marcus Simeon has done thus far at second base, and then Teoscar Hernandez, I guess Bo's the odd man out. We didn't quite get him there. Maybe if no. maybe if I had cast that one final,
0: that's exactly <laughs> right, man. <Matt.
1: laughs> Sorry, Bo. Um, what do you think, man? Because you pointed it out very rarely do third place teams, especially third place teams who have spent time uh, in fourth place and not insignificant time. Uh, in this division, um, very rarely do those kind of middle of the pack teams get this much representation and almost never from a Canadian team. What do you make of this?
0: Yeah. Well, I clearly think that that's the, um, one of the few times, right. That you are benefiting from being the sole, you know, club Mm. in the entire, in the entire country. You don't think we got
1: the Buffalo boost?
0: Again, still in Buffalo, man. There's a pile of people cheering when yeah, yeah. W- when the Yankees win, or when you know the Orioles win, you're like, well, who, who are these people? What <laughs> what I get the Yankees, you're you're yes. still in Western New York State, yeah. but yeah, there's still far more there's far more pop in the crowd for the opposition. And um, no, I don't think Buffalo, I think Buffalo resents the home hardware signs. <laughs> I think they resent the uh Nova Pizza. All these things you are like, how can I can't get one of those? Where is this shit? Um, you're locked out,
1: Buffalo, and you may stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> Just you. For, forever. Yeah.
0: You've been Jack <laughs> Um, But yeah, it, to me, it's it's clearly you have the voting weight of, of the full, you know, baseball watching country. And I, and I think because the team is so intriguing, right? <clears throat> it has its warts right? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the full
1: weight of Canada did not get behind Lyle Overbay or whoever over the years, right?
0: Like Troy Gloss. But it did get behind Ricky Romero.
1: Yep. Sure did. Let's not, uh, let's not look past that. Ricky is re-engaged with the uh, Blue Jay fan base on Twitter. He's been quite positive about the team and people showing him a lot of love, man. He's a good follow.
0: Well, well, I saw him uh, Saturday. He was on the broadcast. Oh, was he? Uh, Hard on the heels of the Manoa of the Manoa outing on Friday, right? they were asking him. And it's funny because they were saying, you know, what was the greatest Blue Jay pitching, you know, performance you witnessed from the, you know, the home dugout. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting because shows you, it shows you the time period he was there. He's like, without a doubt, it was Brendan Morrow. Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, Oh my God. That's, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, I forgot that guy. Ever existed. And then you go, Yeah, he went 26 up, no hitter, 17 strikeouts. You're yeah. like, what?
1: Like, I remember watching that. That was a crazy ass game, man. But okay, that was but the I, peak I, of his career.
0: I know, but I'm like, yeah, that is a crazy good outing. yeah So it's one of those things where you're like that period for me between sort of ninety eight and
1: okay. Because for Ricky Romero, it's that period between Roy Halliday and when the I don't know. R. A. Dickey kind of rolled in there. That is kind of his <laughs> yeah. spot.
0: But that's what I'm saying is, is Dark days. A, Well, and it's a period of honestly probably 15 years, right? 98 to 13. And again, yeah, when you talk about that Marlin and those Mets trades and and starting the season, like we're doing it. Yep. And you're like, oh no,
1: we are not doing it.
0: <laughs> that's a wet fart right there. <laughs> um, but there comes 15 and 16. But yeah, it's 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 sort of hit and miss with your, as you say, your all those guys in between there. And I, I sort of became as a guy who loves the Jays. Yeah. Sort of a little disenfranchised with the whole thing, but it's, it's beauty to see, even though this, this season is still error prone. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's, it's, it's clear to see, you know, chicks love the long ball, right. Everybody buys into offensive, blank, whatever it is, right? Sure. Hockey, baseball, you know, your St. Louis Rams, right? Greatest show fireworks. on turf. This is it. I want to put it up there. And you go, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, And so, you know, there's people who are pissed off that, that they can't finish games out or um, they have these booting around episodes. But it's very clear to see that people are buying into this Jays lineup, right? They have some... some some saleable characters. Sure. Right. That's yeah, a young, inter-
1: exciting squad too, right? Like it's,
0: well, who, who are just, who are doing some of the things like Vladdy's numbers are like almost, you know, video game numbers. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like crazy. And, uh, and it's, it's a relatable bunch. Right. And so you kind of, it's easy to get behind. Right. We can nitpick as the season continues. Right. I like the Barnes and this, and the Simber, And when those are nice additions, for the back end of the bullpen. We'll see how it goes, right, in Springer back in. Welcome end. back, bud. Yeah, well and, and today I was well Sunday I was watching him and I thought don't get pitch, don't get thrown out of the game, right? Like they <laughs> the, the first the first base, I'm called him on a on a on a check swing and said he went around and he was just like he took a big mighty Casey swing at the at the <laughs> next breaking ball and struck out <laughs> and he's walking away and, and he's just John, right? <laughs> At at the first base, he's like, you know, I can't hear what he's saying. I can't even read lips. But you got to know he's saying, fuck you, Umpie. That's on (laughs) you, man. Good for you. I know he gets credit for that strikeout, but that's on you. You just, you know, that's – he was invested. I thought, okay, you know what? It's all about the ABs. Get in there. Get going because you're 235 – yeah, uninspiring
1: you know? thus far of your spring yeah, numbers here.
0: This is it. So you know we're gonna give you the, the back half of the season, but you got to get going. So don't get your ass thrown out for a, a check swing.
1: Right. Um. What have you thought thus far? I know you wanted to touch a little bit on uh, on the Habs and and what that's looked like, but you know we don't need to spend much time here because we are just hours from Game Four, but kind of. Quick impressions of the absolute tooling that Tampa's laying down on, uh, well, on the Habs I, thus far.
0: I'm wondering. I'm wondering if Tampa can bring in Yui Croupe because this look. This looks a lot like that Colorado Florida series yeah. of the mid 90s, right? A sad, pathetic sweep, right? Is is what it? And you know, we're recording Sunday afternoon, but yep. this to me looks That's true. like it's
1: not tonight. You're right. Um, it's my mistake. There's they didn't want to play July 4th, so the game's not till Monday.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it looks like, especially to me, the, the TSN turning point is, is that game two, right? That second period where the shots are 16 to two Montreal, like you are giving them everything you have. Yep. And then whether it was Coleman or Goodrow, I can't remember who scored with like Coleman with that dangle (laughs) or seven tenths of a second left in the second period against the run of play. And you're like, oh, it's now three one. We're leaving. We're we're still losing, and and it, to me, it was just like pop. whatever whatever mojo the 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 Habs had rolling through the playoffs. Yeah, to me, it feels gone. It's yeah. It's it.
1: What do you think of Carey Price and his current eight forty save percentage in the final? Um, I had him dead and buried. I know a lot of people did. All his advanced metrics, all that stuff, right? Said he was done. He just wasn't that guy anymore. But we had then two straight playoff runs where he started to look pretty good, didn't that? The summer bubble and then, um, you know, this year's run. And it looks a lot like he's just run out of gas and he's a guy who did what a lot of goalies, even average goalies, can do from time to time, which is just got hot for a while um, and then ran out of gas. Do you see that differently? Do you see that maybe... Tampa's just exposing him more and it's got very little to do with him like what's your read on him
0: Are are you suggesting we can compare him to a Michael Layton or sure. a, or a JS Jaguer? Oh, poor Jiggy. <laughs> I thought Jiggy
1: Jeez. deserved a little more credit than Michael Layton, but damn.
0: Well, but I'm just saying as as guys who've
1: yes. who've
0: who've pushed a team through um yeah, I I think he stole games in the Toronto series. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do didn't in the Winnipeg, to in Winnipeg series. No. And to me, he was good. He was good to above average in in the Vegas series. Yeah,
1: I thought he kind of was back to being the backbone there in the Vegas series.
0: But to me he hasn't he hasn't had the Now, listen, all things being equal, Toronto he hasn't faced as good a team as Tampa. No, like you have to now do this in round four, right? Like, yeah. Hey, look at this, beat Toronto. Hey, hey look at this, I beat Winnipeg. Yep. Hey, look at this, still in Miami. We did, we beat Vegas. And you're like, oh wait, now I got. There's to
1: still play. another level.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is it. And you're like, okay, this is this is nay good. No. So um, I, I think it's all the things you've said. I think it's it's a sad combo of of six weeks of of high event hockey every second night coupled with now you have to play the best and deepest team you've had to play yep. now and your team like that those big four on the on the Montreal D they're gassed yep they can't they can't clear the puck and, and again they are now faced again with the same thing you're like okay you've logged like four guys with 25 plus minutes each a night yeah, it's it's asking a lot.
1: Into July, right? It's hot. You're getting worn down. You, like you said, they're big dudes, and, and some of them just not meant to play that many minutes. And they're full credit for being there, but they're not all Shea Weber, right? Like um, yeah. he, that's a guy you put out in big games in his prime, and go. If that guy has to give me thirty five minutes tonight, I'm fine with that. Ben Sherat is not that guy, right? Ben
0: Sherat yeah. is, is not. <laughs> Shane Weber
1: he is not um, Jeff Petrie. He's clearly beat up. Um, he's turned out to be better than than I would have said he was when they signed him to that contract several years ago, which I'm pretty sure I panned at the time. But he's turned out to yep. be better than that, but
0: but he, Edmondson.
1: He's no, he's Edmondson showed himself to be the real Edmondson again here in this series. But uh, look, Petrie is the guy, or Petrie, whatever they're going with there. He is Petrie. Yeah, he's. I don't know. Like he, to me looks like the guy that maybe is playing hurt. That shouldn't like that guy that his 70% maybe isn't as good as, I don't know, Romanov who, whoever would come in next, right? Uh, yeah. The, sometimes that bravery that you show yeah. is actually hurting your team. And to me, he looks like that might be the case with him right now.
0: Well, how many Petrie for Norris did you see? It, throughout <laughs> the season, right? Crazy, crazy view hey, man. Just,
1: just because this just came back to me now, it's completely unrelated. I want to point out Tyson Barry has become the first NHL defenseman to ever lead the league in defenseman scoring and get zero Norris votes.
0: That's the Toronto stink. He's, taking, so. it West, he's, he's taking, taking it. West, a
1: man, the people looked at that and he had a pretty good year offensively, and everyone went, Nope, nope, <laughs> don't care. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Well, and again, because he was what he was in colorado and and i think everybody had a good read on him and and then they went okay let's put him in toronto where he's going to you know quarterback some of the power play he's going to do all these things right and it just didn't work it for didn't whatever work. reason nope. right and then he leaves and he goes back at west but how did the, a,
1: the Homer Edmonton media, no one gave him a third place vote. Nobody gave him a, man, Like that's a bad stink you're carrying around. If you can lead the league in defensive points and be the first guy to ever get no votes.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, Matt. I have nothing to, uh, <laughs> I, I have no comment. I can't even pin oh. this on the Leafs in any way, right? Because that is a that is a mighty effort you've done there. Um, but the, see, the, the thing is, and doubling back to the, to the defense core yep. of the Habs is, yeah, Weber is what Weber is, and Weber will, you know, likely be a Hall of Famer. He's mm. in that, he's in that yeah. talk, right? Yeah. We, who knows, right? Sure. But as a, Cana- as a Canadian, you know, with his world junior record and his Olympics, yep. and like to me, just a, a he'd, stud. Be, he'd
1: be an interesting one to debate one day when we yeah, actually for I sure. have the numbers in front of us. But
0: yeah. Well, as, as it was on the tip of my tongue, I'm like, Mm, now go for it. Yeah, it's out <laughs> there. are riding with it, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but 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 you look at at Sharat and Edmondson are what they are. I'm going to club you. I'm going to hook you. I'm going to cross check yep. you. I'm going to hold you. And if they're going to let it go, my team is going to excel. Yep. We are going to be good at this. Petrie, that's not his game, no. right? He is a guy who who has some skill, who can transport, who can shoot. And if you have two bad digits, right? This is impacting you in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at a time of the season when when you are when so much is expected of you, it's uh it's hard, right? And so you're right. I, I agree with you 100 that at a time, especially when you look at what Suzuki has done and and the nice first three rounds that Caulfields had, yeah, not not a great final.
1: No, they got uh, which game? What game one or two? Game, game one, I guess one, they got buried to that line.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, it's it's a bad idea to say, yeah, we're going to put the Dino line on the Stamkos line. You go, and we're going to leave the Suzuki line for the Kucherov point line. You're like, what? <laughs> I that think does we, not make any sense to me.
1: We should give a shout-out, though, to Philip Deneau for scoring his second-ever playoff goal, which ties him with Jan Ruta in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the playoff scoring race. That's awesome. Shout-out to you, bud.
0: But I think I did say I'm taking Philip Deneau over... Taylor Hall at some point somewhere in a conversation, so still might. It's not that crazy. He still does some things well. I was just gonna say, I'm doubling down on it, man. As a a guy who's gonna play on my third line, I I want that guy over that guy. So
1: yeah, he may be um, the guy who, as a UFA this year, somebody does something really stupid with. Right? Like, there's always someone who goes deep in the playoffs, their contract comes up at the right time, and someone goes because you're right. As your third line center, you'd love to have that guy. But you don't pay third line centers six million, or like you just wonder what someone's about to do here, and I can't wait yeah. to see it, Edmonton.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think he's looking around, going, "I need some of that sweet JG Pajot money"? Why not, man? Well, Why Pajot not me? Scores, Pajot scores more. If you look at Dano's season, okay. I'm who, I'm talking from
1: Dano's perspective, not from team management's perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying. In terms of you know, I I get it. Penalty kill, third-line center, good on draws. That's, mm-hmm. that's Pajot. Pajot just has slightly better offensive numbers. And Deneau took a run at this, and he was eligible for an extension last year yeah. and turned down, I don't know, 5 mil, and then went out and didn't score in the first 30 games. And you're like, oof, I should have <laughs> took that, right? Who said betting on yourself was good? <laughs>
1: I've gambled on me and lost.
0: And lost. <laughs> Who hasn't said that a bunch of times? Uh, oh, wait, I had to do something yeah, first. Oops. Oh, okay, I get it. But, anyways, <laughs> with those, with those, the success that Suzuki and Caulfield have had for the most part, yeah, R- Romanov, you've left him, you've left him sitting there. Yeah. And, and at some point, you got to, I know he's, he's suited up for a couple of injury games, but at this point, what do you got? Well, Give him something.
1: And I forget which game it was. It might have been in the Toronto series. I, I can't remember where Gustafson first came in because the power play was so shit, right? And he had been healthy scratch too. And, and he's not bad in that role, right? He's okay offensively, but he started to turn a couple over too now where you're starting to see, oh no, right? And I, I think it was that uh, the, a game three I was watching where when you were down 4-2 or whatever it was and he had just had a horrible gaffe. I can remember saying to the, you, you got to keep throwing him out there because you're down, right? Like he's he's one of the few guys who can generate a little offense from the back end. And yeah, he, it keeps burning you, but that's what you need right now. You don't have enough of those guys. Whereas maybe Romanov could do some of that. I,
0: I, well, and Gustafson is, is
1: 10-ply soft. He For sure he is, right? Like the, he was brought in specifically for that power play. And I, I guess it worked to an extent, like the power play hasn't been terrible for Montreal before this series, but, um, yeah, it, that's a tough spot for them when you play them anywhere else, right? Throughout the, throughout the rest of the game, he's not really capable of doing that. And, and again, that goes back to your original point that you're playing that top four into the ground because you just don't trust anybody else.
0: Well, and and the beauty is, and maybe not the beauty <laughs> is if you look at, at the success that three of the top four from Montreal have had, is in a rugged, more physical, um, penalty free environment, mm-hmm. right? What was your concern with, with Romanov? Penalties, he was gonna, you know, he goes out of his way to make hits. He does all these things. You go, just yeah, that
1: youthful sh- exuberance, right? Yeah.
0: Shit's not getting called now, right? Let it go, man. Like, what now is the time to go, if that was what you were concerned with, yeah, uh, let it get him in the lineup. And again, Romanov is not gonna make or break no. where they are, but we're just talking about this is a guy who who you wanna be one of the cornerstones of your team moving forward.
1: Well, he's a, yes.
0: He's a great piece and a and you are yeah, you're not showing him the support he could be using. Well, and I was
1: just gonna say that, right? Like in the in the sense that the series is now three nothing, it's over. There's no chance they're saying that in the Montreal room, that it's over, we're done here, whatever. But it is over. It is done here. Get him into a game in the Stanley Cup final. Like, let him feel this now. If you win, cool. He gets another one. Like, you get to keep going. But at this point, you're 99% done. So why not let him taste that, right? And and get in, face a good team with everything on the line, and and just go, we're not expecting you to turn the tide here at to, to do something that only, like, two or three teams have ever done. But... Get
0: him in there. Let him get a look at this. And 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 it's it it comes at the expense. Gustafson means nothing to you. No. Like and and if you're not getting the offense from him, and he is creating opportunities in the other direction. Like you look at in this series, turnovers at both blue lines, and and how Tampa is just chewing Montreal <laughs> yes. up on, on those on those turnovers. It's it's crazy, and so let it let it go get rid of the guy who means nothing to your future and invest in in the guy who is your future right right so uh, to me at this point you've you've mismanaged that ducharme and i've said it before right this this run has been great right it's it's you know it's it's given the montreal police force extra overtime <laughs> um whatever else you've you've A lot had of people, people getting
1: their replacement windows
0: yeah, uh, upgrades, upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. Post pandemic, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll into this post pandemic period with brand new windows. <laughs> um, so great, man! It's it's perfect. Hopefully, insurance is on the hook for that. But this is like that's a team that's that's gonna be make or break next year to make the playoffs, right? So you're gonna have a lot of heartbroken people. But what I really wanted to know, and I'll I just, wanted to bring- I,
1: I'm gonna hand it back to you. I just want to point out here because again, I thought this was kind of a neat little stat if Tampa can win this either in game four or holds off and wins it in game six, they would be the first ever American franchise to win the cup in Canada back-to-back years after the bubble last year in Edmonton and then, uh, the games four and game six would be in Montreal. So, uh, that would be the first time that has ever happened, uh, in NHL history.
0: And also without family. Yeah. I saw an article where it said that, uh, lightning, lightning families weren't gonna be allowed into the into the country, yeah, right? They sucks. They weren't uh so no, to we all be, saw the
1: parade they had they'll have a good enough time when everybody gets home last year. They didn't appear to care much for the COVID even last aug or what was it, October, September?
0: Yeah, October, I think. Yeah. Late September for sure, right? Where you had they were out on know, the and, boats
1: and shit. And
0: well and yeah, and and at that day at that time there was like ten thousand new cases in Florida yes. a day of, of COVID. <laughs> Whatever. And you, party and you <laughs> had, well and you had the one guy going We've beat COVID. COVID's <laughs> gone. And you're like, yeah, you're like closing in on herd immunity in your, in your in your 30 million people state or whatever you have there. It's, right. it's, it was crazy. So yeah, whoever's dead is dead. Sorry. I, I we got the cops. This is it, right? And we'll see if they can pitch it in the in the canal almost like Brady did. So sweet. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to note that yeah, you've won it back to back years potentially Mm -hmm. um yeah and if they don't win it in game five in tampa that yeah you'll have to do it again you're like oh we have won it back to back and like neither time have we had essentially fans in the building or or
1: i wonder because there are worse cities in the world to win the stanley cup in and not have your wife around than montreal i wonder where I their don't rules. know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I wonder where their rules are in Quebec compared to us. I, I wonder if it's just patios or if they would have the run of the town like uh, like you would if, any other time. I'm not really sure where Quebec's at right now.
0: If if maybe potentially Club Super Sax is open.
1: <laughs> they never closed, I'm sure, man.
0: Head down to the Chef Paris there yeah, and see nice. what you can get your, get your hands
1: on. Have you got the cup with you? You can well, probably do whatever you want and just-
0: and really, Montreal and Vegas—I I yeah. think those are those are two great places to spend uh, a little time. Yeah, the, the
1: caps look like they they did okay.
0: Yeah, and I think if you if you brought a little, you know, bleach and a wire brush, you're <laughs> pro- you're probably going to be just fine, right? I, I can only you know judicious use of the wire brush. That's all I got to say. It just
1: depends what virus you're guarding against, right?
0: I guess. I guess. <laughs> But the, the question I had and I wanted to I wanted to ask you last week and it and it got away because we had so much to cover or talk so long about other things. Um was was do you as a Leaf fan feel that that the Montreal run has sort of switched the focus or shifted it for Toronto, the Toronto seven game loss?
1: No. Um I still think Toronto was the better team. For sure. So, I mean, the fact that Montreal, uh, I don't, it didn't look to me like Winnipeg put up any kind of a fight. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what would have happened, Toronto versus Vegas. Um, if if you had asked me, you know, when the, st- uh, when the playoffs started, having seen nothing, and even at that time, you'd think healthy Tavares, if you had told me Toronto's going to the third round and they're going to play Vegas... I think I would have bet on Vegas, um, but in a long series. So to me, this still feels like every bit the lost opportunity it did the day after, because I think Toronto was the better team. And seeing Montreal go this far, really, to me, is just more of a... And, and we've talked about it before. We can again, if you want. That To me, this is more of a statement on on what the league has allowed to happen here, that we're watching... I guess Tampa overcome and and they overcame what they had to, to get where they did, where Toronto didn't. But this series has been shit. This hasn't been fun to watch. It hasn't been great hockey. Um, and you let somebody who wasn't good enough to be there get this far with, with inconsistent officiating and, and whatever else. Um, so no, this, to me, this hasn't really changed my view of that Toronto, Montreal series, other than to say, like, I think Toronto probably would have cakewalked into round three over the corpse of the Winnipeg Jets and then probably lost. I, but again, I don't know. Montreal beat them. Why did they get to do it? And we didn't, I I don't fucking know, man. That's.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's, it's one of those things where, so you're, you're not taking the perspective that, well, Montreal was really sturdier. Then everybody else gave them credit for when they lost. No. Because because this was a Montreal team that limped through the second half of the of the regular season. Yeah. And then had a little rest and you know, took a couple and, games. And to be
1: fair, they did have the hardest second half schedule in I guess what Vancouver had to do at the very end was uh, but for the entire, like Montreal got shut down in like the very middle of the season and they played like every other night for like 70 days or whatever the hell it was. And then if basically continued to do that through the playoffs, be right, they did get a week off there. To me, I, I don't see it that way. I just, I think their goalie got hot at the right time and they took advantage of a Toronto team that, that I don't know, wasn't engaged enough or could, they're, I still haven't figured out whether Montreal did that great of a job on Matthews and Marner, or if they just went cold at the wrong time. I. Uh, Do
0: you want my opinion? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it's the second. It's the second to me is, is I think when you look at what Tampa has done and what Toronto wants to be, that's where you have to look at it, right? When it comes down to point Kucherov and, and et cetera, yeah. that, that you need Matthews and Marner first and foremost. Yep. And then you look at at Nylander, et cetera, et cetera, as it works its way down in the layers, right? But yeah, it, it's it's true. I, I think Toronto does need to need to capitalize on this because I believe, and and I I struggle, right? Who has been exposed more at this point? Is it Montreal in the final versus Tampa, or is it Vegas in the semis mm. versus Montreal? Who's been exposed more, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I I probably probably Vegas, right? Like they showed that they weren't anywhere close to good enough. Like if if you lined up Vegas's centers against Montreal's, yeah. you'd go uh, that's way closer than it should be for a team that was very high up in the Western Conference standings versus a not even, piece not even of, close sh- for me. Yeah, well, but versus a piece of shit team that barely squeaked into the playoffs and I That, that was a week. It's very rare that you see teams as good as Vegas that week in the middle, right? They're, they're built on D and they're built on the wing and with a couple of very good goalies, um, man, I, I, they just didn't have it up the middle at all. And you wonder whether they should have, and he's not a world beater anymore, but should they have let Stastny leave so that they could get, um, Petrangelo, you know, what, how does that change the balance for them? Um, cause he was one of their cap casualties, although they also got rid of Nate Schmidt to make that fit. So, you know, would they have been better with Stastny and Schmidt than they were with Petrangelo?
0: Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. Yeah. Like, I got, I don't know when, when Chandler Stevenson became
1: <laughs> top two center. top Well, uh, six yeah, guy.
0: yeah. I, 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 a play driver in on all these things. Apparently you know, like, he did not. <laughs> you yeah, know, and, and this is it. But that's that's what the media. Yep. That was the storyline, right? That that he's your number one center, right? And you go like, man, that is because yeah. To me, I'm taking Deneau, Suzuki, and Kakinami, and and Evans stall. or Stall yeah. over over whatever Montreal is floating out there, right? And so Vegas, yeah, at uh, Vegas. Sorry, yeah, yeah, with Nick Nick Roy and Nick Wall Talk. Yeah, like to me, it's just it's it's so. I believe you're right. I believe, I agree with you anyways in, in your response that I think Montreal is what they are. They, they're they just rolling through going, okay, this is allowed. Can this you believe we're still here? Yeah, look at going, Keep going. Don't, don't, don't ask any questions. Yeah, don't look back. Don't, don't look, look around. Hold just keep cross-checking and hooking and whatever else. We'll see what happens, right? Well, and, and it's funny because we talked about it before, right? The Ben Sharat Austin Matthews thing, yep. where Sharat's pulling him, punching him, hooking him, pushing him down, and and Matthews is like smiling, like "Are really? Are we gonna let this go? How much further before we call this?" And you go, Austin, we're not calling it. Like you gotta get that right. And 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 it's bullshit. And we have time to debate that, and we have right because sure. to me, to me, if that's it's bullshit, and I don't have a dog in this fight, and I keep saying that, I don't like it. I don't like the way they've called the game in the playoffs. It, it's bullshit that you can have – you can say, hey, man, build your team this way, run it through, and then come this time of year, we're going to change it totally. We'll decide
1: in a few months how we're going to officiate this.
0: Yeah, b- brutal. <laughs> brutal. And and I don't know what the avenue is for me as a fan because it, it comes down to it. And I lambasted the Edmonton media for not complaining until it affected them. Yes, you have to complain, always, always. Not just when.
1: Well, and you're when, starting to see all of a sudden the Montreal media has a problem with the way the games are being officiated in this round, which has been fascinating to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, Homa, you're such a Homa. Yeah. So to me, it's it, it, it's yeah, it's garbage, man. It's it's you can't you can't change the way you call it. Call it as it is all the time. Doesn't matter if it's Feb first or if it's June fifteenth. Agreed, that's man. A, that's a penalty. Call it, and I feel strongly about that. You're bringing that. Yeah, uh, I I try, Matt. I try. <laughs> I try. I, I I'm passionate about a bunch of things. Anything else you wanted to get to on this one? Just 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 briefly, it. And I find it so interesting, right? To look at and and I, I look at it in because I'm fascinated. In a, in a in a you know car accident kind of way with with Toronto uh, and I maybe you know fixated on I don't know you can choose the, the the you know the term that fits best for you sure but when you look at it and I and I, I sent it along to you, you know the idea of of that depth line of Coleman Goudreau and Yanni Gord mm-hmm. right and lines that come to you and sort of rise to prominence in their, in cup runs and you go, yeah, that's a super undervalued team or overlooked in the, in the, in the regular season, but come this time of year when, you know, if you're running out of Matthews and a Marner on the first line and you're running out of Nylander and a Tavares on the second line, right. You know, what do you have in that? Is it a Kerfoot and uh Whatever. Like, what does that third line look, right? And and if you look at, at the difference that sort of your your Coleman, Goudreau, and Gord do uh, versus, you know, your sort of historical lines of, you know, your Draper, Maltby, McCarty guys or your Moen, Tra- Niedermeyer. Travis Moen, Niedermeyer, and Paulson. Sammy Paulson, I think, yeah, is the other guy on that line, right? Or your Barbashev, Steen, and... Whoever that other guy was, <laughs> right? Just in terms of yeah, Stefan
1: Yell things. and crew on whatever team he was with, right? Always a third yeah, line. Well,
0: or yeah. you look at that Bobby league Paluso McKay line, right? right? Yeah, and, and how good they were in just hey man, get out there, forecheck, cause mayhem, whatever your deal is.
1: Beat those and, guys up, keep them hemmed in their own end a little bit,
0: and and, and you wonder, you know. And and I don't I'm not saying, you know, Toronto has underachieved and not done this properly, because I think it's a sweet spot, right? That that you find those guys and you go, these guys work together. It's a bit of it's a bit of sort of alchemy, if yeah, you will. Right? I think
1: that's right. I don't think that's a line like any of those ones that that you referenced. I don't think anybody set out that summer going, I'm building the best third line yeah. in the league. I think those guys showed up to camp. And ended up on a line together, and went. That's sweet. That's what we need, right? That's perfect for this role,
0: right? Because if, if you look at your Cizikas Martin Clutterbuck, now, yep. they I tried to keep it to cup winning lineups, right? Right. When I looked at this and, and went, okay, so those guys haven't won a cup, but but they get lauded. There's so much press about the best fourth line in hockey, right. whatever that is, right? And and clearly, if you watch them against Tampa in a seven game series. Man, there was times when they could get in, and they could get on top of the of the temp of a very good Tampa defense, right, right, and, and just cycle, grind, cycle, and you go, wh- what is the, you know, how do you how do you find that, you know, where science meets art, right, in terms of creating these lines, and and it's it's not an easy answer, but that to me is the real when you have something successful, that is the thing you can have your first round goalie, right. Vasilevsky and price, both first round picks, right. You know, you can have your stud defensemen and, you know, go three or four deep in terms of really solid guys. And you got your top two lines of, of, of really good offensive players and you go, but it turns out, man, what, what's going to make or break this is not just depth scoring. It's, depth versatility it's this it's that yeah it, the je ne sais quoi that comes from your from I that that's, third
1: line i think that's exact right uh, that sometimes you know you need to make sure your team if you want to have a line like that you need to make sure your team has some guys like that around at camp but i think sometimes more than planning that out it almost forms itself right and and takes on a life of its own and um yeah toronto i assume That was sort of the role they hoped or envisioned Wayne Simmons would be a part of, and that never came close to being, uh, um, you know, being realized, but beyond that, they didn't really have it. They, there was a line they tried for a couple weeks before they got into some injury trouble with, uh, with Kerfoot, but with Mikheyev and Hyman, and they were not particularly heavy grinding on you in the offensive zone. But they were never in their own zone. Like, there was energy. They did grind a bit. They they were a really good kind of cycle line. And they didn't create much, but they didn't allow much either. And they just decided they liked Zach Hyman back up with, with Matthews and Marner better. And, you know, that's a reasonable enough um, decision to make. But that's the closest they came probably in the last... I don't know two three years to having a line like that at all, right? It's it's just not the way Kyle builds teams, and he he'd rather defend and and do that third line thing with speed and and talent. And
0: well, what if it was? What if it was a Spetsa Simmons, and then give me one of those other guys, right? And, and Simmons didn't didn't pan out no. in, in that way at the end of the season. But if you go, yeah, if you could give me a plus. Plus, I don't
1: right? think you're going to see that, but I think they've made it pretty clear whether we agree or not. They like Spezza at about 10 or 11 minutes and nothing more. And yeah, they yeah. think that's the reason he's excelling the way he is again. Um, and I that's agree. where his legs are at. So I think he's going to kind of stay fourth line. And to me, if you're going to have one of those third lines, like we're talking about, you need Bobby Holik ready to come out every time Matt Sundin comes out. Right. Or right. those are the matchups that McCarty and, um, they're going to face. Who Sackic and,
0: or, and or, your, or your Thornton Campbell and Blam, whoever it was for the Bruins in 2011, right? Those, yeah, yeah, you gotta. You, the key is you have to have somebody on that line who looks like they've played air hockey with their face on a hot grill, <laughs> right? Because clearly that's Bobby Holik, man. That's the, ugly, the
1: captain actually, of the all ugly team,
0: all ugly <laughs> team. All, all right, and and I'm just in closing here. I you had mentioned and something I didn't pay a pile of attention to was the FIBA qualifier or the FIBA Olympic. Yeah. Um
1: it it, it just it baffles me a little bit. If you want you can go back, check out our Canada Day episode with Matty Lang where he had laid it out better than I would that there was no excuse for this not to get done this time. And right. and you watch that semifinal game against the Czechs, and this is what happens when you allow yourself into you know this type of situation where it's your last chance. There was a number of tournaments to get this done. If you sit higher in the rankings, you don't have to go do this. Sometimes you run into a stingy defensive effort and it comes down to the last minute. But the problem is this has come too deep in the process, right? You've worn out that goodwill. It's always something with this Canadian men's team where maybe there would be other games where you'd go, yeah, sometimes that just happens, right? But you've sort of worn out that goodwill a little bit. And even when you see guys now like RJ Barrett showing up, um,
0: Andrew Wiggins, Andrew
1: Wiggins showing up and, and contributing. It, it just, there's a party that's like, I can't believe we're here again. And I, there, if you ask me right now, I fully expect that this, this, this group will qualify in 24. A lot of the young guys have now reengaged. Um, and you got to remember like Gilders Alexander will be there next time. Hopefully Jamal Murray Jamal will be Murray. in Vary. That'd be the big one. And Maddie pointed out rightfully so this time that you were probably never going to get him. Cause if he doesn't get hurt, his Denver team is probably going deep. Um, right anyway. So, but I, I, it just, this was frustrating to watch. I, I always find myself watching this Canadian men's team more than I watch the NBA. I, I want this team to get back into the Olympics and, and they have now the second most NBA talent of any other nation, only behind the U.S. And this was so frustrating because it just seemed like you know home soil. You got a bu- enough names back to have it mean something, and to just find another weird, ugly way to show up and not get it done again. I don't know, man. I, I yeah, I'm more affected, I think, than than I normally would be over basketball. Right? You know, it, it falls a bit down my um you know my ladder of of priority in in sports but this men's team for some reason always finds a way to frustrate me and um even now nick nurse you know who coaches this team coach of the raptors he had said he i would say he was positive in his assessment like yeah i'd consider coming back but far from committal or committed right um and i think that's a big part of it i think he brought credibility Right. He he had won a championship. That's an NBA coach. It's not just date Jay Triano and Leo Routins over repeating, switching spots back and forth over and over. He brought something too. And and to think that he may not be back again, what does that do to the the squad's reputation? This was man, this was really frustrating.
0: Well, and and it falls basketball falls further down my ladder than it does for you. Right. Um, so yeah, great job like Maddie is the guy. Sure. So, and, and I am not going to break this down in any way, but it it did, it did sort of come to my, it was, it was on my horizon, right? It was in my, you know, what I was looking at day to day, right? This idea that, you know, Murray was hurt. Yeah. Um, but maybe if, maybe if, if Murray's nuggets go to the final, but you've qualified, maybe that's a guy,
1: that is a guy you save a spot for. Absolutely. He would have been at the Olympics with you for sure.
0: Right. And so I get it. You don't want to parachute a guy in late, but to me, Jamal Murray is the guy that you do that for, right? absolutely would. And everybody understands. They're like, yeah, okay, shit, yeah, I I get it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the idea that you had more pros commit to this program, right? And and so with... um, uh RJ's dad, is it is it Rowan Barrett? Yes. Um, being involved, right? Nick Nurse being involved. And you know, Canadians because it is uh guys like me, guys who have basketball way out on the periphery, all right. It's important that our best players commit to this, right? And so it's it's like if you look at soccer Canada. Mm-hmm. With Jonathan David and Alphonso Davies, right? And now you're moving again, right? And 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 it and it moves the needle for non-soccer fans yes, where you go, man, two of the top ten young players in the world come from this country, right? And you're like, and they play for their national team, yeah. They, they commit to the to the thing, and so you go, I can get behind that, and those are great stories, and so. um, yeah, it, it certainly did. It, it piqued my interest. Right. And so. Would you
1: have been more likely? Cause during the Olympics, we all watch a bunch of shit. We never watch. Right. Would you have been more, you know, engaged if this team does get there? Um, even obviously you were going to be without Jamal Murray. If, if they're teeing up a, you know, Canada, Argentina basketball game on CBC Olympic daytime and you're around, are you more likely to check that out or is it going to remain sort of out on that periphery? Do you think?
0: No, uh, I, I love the Olympics, man. Yeah. Winter, summer, whatever, right? And I will, I will hang out and watch judo. Right. I will watch wrestling, like these sorts of things that you go. I don't I, every four years. I got time for this, and and so to me, yeah, you put a maple leaf on it, right? And 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 having been aware of the qualifying process, right? And and I was even looking at it last week, going. Okay, I, I hope I hope uh, Giannis and the Bucks beat the right because it means I don't that want him going to play for Greece. Th- against this them. is it, right? Yeah. And so that was a thought that went through my head, despite but despite Rick Nash coaching yeah. the Nets. You are like, all right, I, I you know, sorry, Rick, you're you've done your thing, Steve and, Nash, yeah, Steve, sorry, yeah, <laughs> um, but it so it, it sort of had moved its way into that sort of average sports fan for yeah. me it's back it, on it my had, radar it's on my not back on my radar it's sort of since 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 steve nash in yeah. 2000 in sydney it, it's the first time that you look at it and go okay canada in the olympics bam right and so yeah it, it moves the needle because i want to see our best players play right yeah. I, I love a good story we talked about the stubby clap and and whatever else <laughs> right peter or yeah i want to see our best players play for the country right and so to me it, it's it's always seemed like like ca- canadian basketball players for one reason or another are pissed off with the national program and i'm not privy to all that politics and i'll leave and i'll leave that to people who know more about that right but there does seem to be this sort of sort of irritated relationship between the, the wiggins start- was a
1: big one and to see him come back that was a
0: and, and so what's been made about this is, is, is what that signifies, right? That if you are going to, and you talk about Shea Gildas Alexander and, mm-hmm. and, and Jamal Murray and, and both of them who are in different situations, there's injury contractual situations. Yeah. There's a bunch of things happening there. Um, but yeah, if, if we can bring our best, this will only raise the profile of, of basketball in Canada. The, the, the Raptors winning is great. and Vince and was
1: great. This is the next thing.
0: This is absolutely when you get those inspiration of Vince generation of players, right, who, who come through and, and, and really the Raptors and what they did. It's only more, right? Yeah. Young, young people. And so. Well, Maddie me, pointed
1: out, he knows better than both you and I do. If you take a, a fully loaded, fully healthy, no contractual, whatever you take that team to team Canada, it's a podium team.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I believe him when yeah. he says that. Yeah.
1: And yet yeah. we can't fucking get there. Like yeah. that's the frustrating part is you have that much talent. You have that many guys in the NBA. You could be that good of a team and you can't even get in the door. That's yeah. got to stop, man. That, that you got to find a way. You got to find a way at some point. Just win, baby. Right? Like that's how it goes. So. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. And, and you need a little bit of that. And we talked about it before. You know how we love our Mike Fishers or our John McDonalds, right? We need. We love our grinders. We right. love our our depth guys who are going to step up and make the difference in the moment.
1: Yeah, I'm sick of uh, counting on Corey Joseph, right?
0: Yeah. And so to me,
1: this this is Brendan Nicholson, right? These can't be the guys. Yeah.
0: And so again, it, it's it's basketball is way down the radar, but I yep. love a good I love a good Canadian story. And so uh to me, I I am I am sort of buoyed by this by this situation where you do have eight NBA players on this roster or something close to that. And you do have the potential of a, of a Gildas Alexander and a, and a Jamal Murray yep. out there and, and whatever the future brings, right. To see Wiggins, et cetera. It's well, yep. only
1: going to get better too, right? Like
0: for sure, man. And, and, and to me, RJ Barrett is one of those guys because his dad lived and breathed the national yep. program, right. That, you know, he's going to be there if we can continue to add, add to that. And, and again, Steve Nash being his godfather, all that we make of that. I think I think R.J. Barrett understands the importance of the national program because his dad didn't have his talent, right? His dad wasn't no. as talented as 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 the son. And so, if you can take that commitment and the talent, put a little hustle behind the muscle, right? <laughs> Bam, good to go. Agreed. Um, a little later on. Speaking of muscle,
1: later on this week. Uh, uh, that's me.
0: That's me, baby. Right here. Flexing right as we
1: speak. Okay, well, while you do that, I'm going <laughs> to tee up uh, Steve Bunda, Graham Creech will return to help us tee up UFC t- 264 oh, coming this yeah, week.
0: Baby.
1: The trilogy fight going down, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. So uh, our, kind of f- our fight guys will be back on later in the week to uh, to tee that up. It's going to be a good-looking card as well, so hope you'll stick around for that one. Of course, Screeds will return from her one-week vacation. Enjoyed a little uh, Canada Day time away from the microphone. So she'll be back on Thursday morning. You can look for that. Um, and all of these at talk or just subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And, uh, I think that's it for today, man.
0: Okay. Well, I'm good. If you're good, I'm good.
1: I'm great. Great. You are it's great. You are
0: great, Matt. I, I it's true. It.
1: Yep. Um, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at talk audio. Rob is at captain blowhard and, uh, we will catch you all next time. See ya. I got nothing else for me to drink. I'm a ho-ass.
0: No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this, it's great. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall can Audio on your favorite podcast app.